Welcome to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, and we are redoing this pod because your boy Ian is a fuck-up, and his mic didn't work yesterday. Uh, I don't know who to blame except for Steve Ballmer, because it's all the Clippers' fault. However, we got a uh, another pod in store for you. Uh, joining us today is SYP creator Scott. Scott, how are you doing? Hey, doing well. It's time to run it back, so uh, hopefully this one goes as good, if not better, as the last one. So. I love your uh, German jersey because you're supporting Dennis Schroeder. Much appreciated. Uh, also joining us today are special guests uh, Armin and Fuji as we are doing our NBA pod today. Armin, Fuji, how are you guys doing? We're doing great, man. Thank you. Uh, yes, because it is now two and a half hours later that we are finally getting to this. But who cares? It's not like Armin shows to do one o'clock. No, no, that's all good. Uh NBA season starts tomorrow, Tuesday, December 22nd, whatever fucking day it starts, I think it's tomorrow. Uh, we're going to go through some of our best, uh, our favorite moves, overhyped players, underhyped players. Um, I don't know which one you guys want to start with, or if there's a move, or there's a player that you really want to get off, you know, talk about first, even though Armin and Fuji kept us late. Uh, we'll start with you guys if you if you have a favorite or least favorite move of the offseason. Um yeah, I'll I'll go with my favorite offseason move. Um I really like the um John Wall and Westbrook trade. And you know what? I think it was beneficial to both sides. Um and I love Westbrook, man. He he he's like in my top 5 PGs. Not of all time, but like current NBA uh, PGs. And um that would have been a big I love, him, I love what he's doing, but it just didn't work out in Houston, and I feel like John Wall switch might might actually work out work out pretty well. I was gonna so who wins, the, who wins the trade? Really, like who's the actual winner of the trade? Um, I would say it's got to be Houston, man. I think John Wall and uh, the Beard are gonna be a good duo. Okay, so I had the same idea. I thought the Westbrook Wall trade was the most to me the best trade of the offseason, but I thought the Wizards won that trade because again Westbrook's rejuvenated. He came out of a poor culture in Houston. Now he's kind of, he's the guy in Washington. He and Beal are going to go off. Um, I think it's going to benefit Washington a lot, and I think it'll be a good team. Uh, that would have been a hot take, Armin, if you said Westbrook was a top five point guard of all time. Uh, I would no, no, played. absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, had to, I had to correct that. Um, I was very eh at that trade. I was kind of like middle for, like, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of, you're kind of moving, I don't want to say you're just kind of moving the same guy. But it's very much moving like a cap figure, and then Houston gets an extra first round pick out of it. However, I think the Wizards almost won that because they might make the playoffs this year. They might make the playoffs. I don't know how long it's been, but the Wizards might actually be good with Westbrook in Beal? Question mark. I'm gonna say they might be good. Uh, it was an it was an it was like a C plus trade for me. It didn't really do a whole lot for me either way. I think the Houston Rockets uh, committed highway robbery here. <laughs> Wall and healthy can be a top three point guard in the NBA. Um, and That's I love, a the, move. Right there, I love the move as well that they got DeMarcus Cousins to go with Wall. They also picked up Christian Wood this offseason. I think Houston, you know, if Harden was staying, I think it would be, they would have a really good run this year. But just the amount of assets you can get in return for James Harden, I think they could still make a very deep playoff run. Are you, say, are you saying Harden and Wood will be laying the wood down this season? I mean, they totally could if Harden wanted to stay around there. But 
I think also that Houston got a first round pick from Washington as well. Yeah. And since Washington's looking more for a lower seed in the East, I think that is a great pick, great um, acquisition as well. Hmm. I, I, my favorite trade, or I thought the best trade over the offseason was the uh, Al Horford trade. I thought Philly won that, yeah. where Al Horford got sent to Oklahoma City, as well as a first round pick. And then Philly got Terrence Ferguson. They got Danny Green. Um, both are quality players who I think yeah. can contribute right away for Philadelphia. So kind of a win-win there. The Schroeder trade, uh, the Lakers excelled with the Schroeder trade, I thought. That was a really good piece. Also, maybe not a big trade, but I like the move to trade JaVale McGee to get cap space, essentially. And they also, I think they kept Alfonso, or, um, they kept McKinney. Yeah. So, so not a bad deal either. Any other best moves? Any other deals that we liked? Um, I like the Kelly Oubre move by the Warriors. Cool. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of you guys listening to this are Kelly Oubre fans, uh, and uh, I think it was a great pickup. I, I think he's a great player. He can do what Kevin Durant did. I think not in the scoring and dominant wise, but just in the ability to stretch between guarding one to five. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm afraid if I show any, you know, criticisms toward Kelly Oubre, I'll be called a simp. But um, <laughs> by who exactly? Or uh, mostly Rav, because he called me that out loud in our sexual health class last year. Um, <laughs> I, 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 that's a, that's a good sign. I think they spent like forty million to get Oubre, but the Warriors have a bunch of money that they're willing just to throw around, and Kelly Oubre fits the bill. He fits the bill, so. Okay. Worst moves. Do we have a move that we all hate or dislike? Yeah, that four-team trade. What the fuck? Like with Drew Holiday. Yeah, that one. I don't get it. I don't get. I don't get the trade at all. I couldn't honestly. I couldn't understand it at all. Um, but I mean, basically, the Thunder got a whole bunch of assets, which was good for them. But and again, the Nuggets got one player. The Bucks got Drew Holiday and Sam. Who's Sam Merrill? Like. I know who Drew Holiday is, but I just I didn't understand the logic of the trade unless there was some sort of like cap space dump that teams were doing. Was that part of it or yeah, a lot uh, of teams were dumping cap space in that and Milwaukee was kind of forced to pull the trigger to acquire Drew Holiday after the um Boyan Bogdanovich um or the Bogdan Bogdanovich uh trade fell fell apart. Um right. You know, they really had to sign, they had to acquire a new guy because they really do need to keep Giannis. And there was a real possibility Giannis could have left them or demanded. Yeah. Right. Either way, yeah, that, that, I, I don't understand that trade. That was the worst trade of the offseason, in my opinion. But yeah. I'm kind of with Scott on that boat. I didn't really like the Drew Holiday trade for Milwaukee. I thought you gave up a lot to get Drew Holiday. Uh, I thought. Oklahoma City made out well in the deal. I thought New Orleans made out well in the deal. I thought Denver made out well because they got my guy, RJ Hampton. So I think everybody, I mean, and not to say that Drew Holiday is a bad player because he isn't. I just think for what you're giving up to get Drew Holiday, you could have given that up to get James Harden. Um, Not that I don't know if Harden's going to Milwaukee or wanting to play for Milwaukee, but just thought I'd throw that you know what I mean. You get what I'm saying. Like it was it just is a like lot. list of uh, destinations that you'd like to go to. Yeah. So I don't what know. 
strip clubs there? Pardon? A lot of strip clubs there? <laughs> yeah, I hear Milwaukee is a uh, is a real uh, you know strip club haven for uh, many people. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how you feel about the Drew Holiday move, Armin, or if you have another. Um, I, I personally, uh, I, I didn't dislike it as much as you two because, uh, you know what, uh, they did give up a lot of uh, prospect players, like future players, uh, like young players with lots of potential. But you know what, Bucks have a superstar on their team right now. His name is Akumpo, and <laughs> if, if, if they want to keep this so guy, can, so if they want to keep this again, guy. Please. You want to say that name again, please? Akumpo. Can you can, can you spell that? Uh, yeah, A K U M P O. Oh God. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, L- listen up, though. Listen up. Like, just a few. Um, if they want to keep this guy, uh, they need to build around him. They need to get him some strong teammates, so they can they actually have a good chance of making it to the uh, conference finals. This is Antetokounmpo you're talking about, right? Yes, I'm talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. God. Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but thanks for clearing that up. Yeah. Um, thanks, buddy. You know, they could have looked at Kumpo. Um, they could have looked at guys like Victor Oladipo as well. And I think there are some missed opportunities. I know they wanted a point guard. I think Chris Paul would have been the best winner there. But, Yeah. I just, I, I, I just don't know why you would spend that much capital or that much resources to get Drew Holiday. I, I feel like you could have spent that on somebody else. But, hey, what do I know? I'm not in the NBA, you know, GM office. I'm just on a podcast. I um, think it is something you can um, offer max extensions to Giannis and Middleton, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Oh, uh, Best free... Oh, oh before, before we get to best anything, I still want to talk about the worst, man. Because there are some really, really bad deals that were made. Are we talking, um, about, we're talking about signings now? We're going on to the worst signings over the offseason. There we go. There we go. Because I wanted to talk about that. All right. I need, go, to get some, go off. I need to get some off my chest, if you don't mind. Get, go off, King. Paul George. Who is he? And why is he worth $226 million? What has he done to prove that? The Clippers signed a max deal with this guy that is worth $226 million. He has done nothing to prove that he's worth that money. He's he basically doesn't belong there. Uh, you know, I don't want you know, I I kinda want not that I really want to, but I do kind of there is part of me that wants to be like devil advocate guy who's like, Hey, he hasn't really had many breaks, man. You know, just give an opportunity and uh, no. Uh yeah, it's a sh- that's a shitty deal. I didn't like that deal either. Also, how about the LA keeping KCP? Also a shitty deal. I didn't like that deal either. KCP carries, man. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and again, like three of us are wearing Lakers stuff. Like this is a right. partial Lakers celebration. And still, even after winning the championships, like I don't like KCP. Why did we sign him? <laughs> like there's still like animosity yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, Scott, do you have a, a worse signing or a signing you didn't like? Yeah, the Gordon Hayward deal to Charlotte. I did not like. I didn't understand it. the The Hornets made the same mistake with Nick Batum, who was good in Portland, and then he went to Charlotte and he was kind of shit. And now you're getting a guy Hayward. He's he's thirty. He's injury riddled. He's not getting any better. He's getting older. If anything, getting worse. 
Um, and they, how much they, pay? I don't know exactly what they pay for, but got, it was a lot. I, I got four years and $120 million written down. Yeah, 30 million a year. I don't think he's worth that money. If he's healthy and he's on his game, I don't think he's worth that much. Um, so nothing against Gordon Hayward. He's a good player, but I don't think he's worth the money. And the risk, the risk reward, I think is too high for, um, for the Hornets to take. And I mean, I guess they need to, to get to the floor, but still. I don't it, think it's worth it. It wasn't, it, wasn't a good deal. It felt desperate. To my, for yeah. My, right. It felt, a, it felt a, a bit... Deal, to be honest, um, I think Gordon Hayward is a great personality in the locker room, a great mentor for younger players. I think he, if he is um, healthy, I think it's just an amazing added bonus. But I think right now, you're Charlotte. You have guys like Mikhail Bridges. You have Lon- LaMelo Ball coming in now. Um you're not. You have a lot of young players, um, not a lot of pieces. You're kind of, you're kind of just trying to develop your talent, and you know maybe if they're good this year, they can com- compete for a playoff spot. But you know, you don't. Are really they have better? Than the Are they better than the Wizards? I don't think so. No. But they're, um, they're still a young team. Lots of teams can prove us wrong. We saw that with Oklahoma City last year. My yeah. my take on Charlotte is that Jordan just brought in a bunch of guys he thinks he can beat one on one. Like that that's like he thinks right now he can beat Gordon Hayward not you know one on one and that's worth a hundred and twenty million dollars. Um, probably could. I, I bet he could. Probably. I, I, and then and then take it personally. But then afterwards, like after they're done playing one on one. Then Hayward's like, okay, but let's play Fortnite together, 1v1. And, I'll, you know, I'll beat you there. And Jordan's like, I ain't got time for this child shit. And then he just walks away. That's how I imagine that conversation goes down. <laughs> um, Anyways. Worst free agent signing. Yeah, you guys touched on Hayward. You guys touched on KCP. I thought Davis Bertans got a lot more money than I thought he should. I mean, I yeah. like I like him. I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's worth eighty million dollars over five years. It's mm-hmm. guys, it's guys like that that you need to underpay. Like you need to, un, you know, where not to say that he shouldn't go and get his money. Like if he can go get eighty million dollars, go get eighty million dollars. But if you can find guys like that to just get, you know, yeah, at like half that, I think you're doing well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Washington really wanted to look for a playoff spot, and they thought Bertans would really help them. I mean, he's a great perimeter defender, amazing shooter, and, you know, he was looking for a bigger contract than he previously had, and I guess Washington really wanted to lock him up. I can't I can't believe he's not in San Antonio anymore. I can't believe Pop gave, Pop gave up on him too quick. Um. All right, uh, best free agent signs. Do we have free agent signs that we like? I'll throw, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there for anybody. If anybody wants to start with a free agent signing they really like, I'll just go quickly here. Uh, Rondo to the Hawks. He's a, he'll be a good. He's a good veteran piece. Rondo's the goat. Yeah. Anyways, um, isn't he in trouble? I don't know, but I think he's a good piece <laughs> in Atlanta, um, and he'll be a good mention to Trey Young, who's an up and coming superstar in this league, and. Um, Ronaldo, can I show him the way? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like I like that signing as well. Uh, Armin Fuji, you guys got a signing that you really like? Um, yeah, I know what your favorite 
uh, free agent signing would be if he actually got to sign in. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, you want to talk about that a little? What happened to uh, Jeremy Lin? I'll touch on that uh, another time. I feel a lot less uh, vulnerable. It's, it's still fresh. The wounds are still fresh. So what happened basically is um, he didn't get his release letter on time. So he, he wasn't out there in the market uh, on time to be able to sign a free agent deal. And he missed the due dates. So he missed the deadline. So now he's he's done. He can't sign. Well, you We're not gonna be you're saying so what you're saying is he's ineligible to play this year because he didn't get the release for his all time. Wow. It, it's the stupidest thing ever. Huh. Well, it's a good thing, you know, the NBA and the Chinese Basketball Association have such a good relationship. So maybe we can make something happen next year. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um Yeah, I mean I, I was going to say Fred. I like the Van Fleet signing. Uh, I thought the I thought the Raptors did a good job there. It'll be interesting to see how him and Siakam work together as leaders next year because it is just them. Like those guys are expected to score twenty each night now. Uh, there's no ifs ands or buts. Um, Montrez Harrell, I really like. Amazing. I thought that was I thought that was a great signing. And the other one I wanted to throw out there was Baines, Aaron Baines, who yeah. is just replacing Marcus All as the big man on the Raptors. So I think that's a great deal. Those those are really the three that popped out for me for best free agent signings. The only one I would have to say is Kelly Oubre, even though I touched on that earlier, but you know still a great deal. Uh, Gotta bring it up again because Kelly Oubre is such a star. Are you one of the dudes who's in Kelly Oubre's comment section with every Instagram post? Nope. I'm just there to check on uh, my girl, see if she's liking the post or not. <laughs> no comment. I don't, I don't think you're a, a, a man in, well, I don't think you're a male in 2020 or 2021 almost if you haven't had, you know, some, your girl like a Kelly Oubre post. Um, let's discuss most overhyped players. Coming into this season, who do we think are the most overhyped players coming into 2020-2021? I think Ian on the, on our uh, re on our first attempt at this pod, you said anyone with uh, the initials L ball. Yes, yes, I'm gonna, uh, yes, I I'm, gonna I'm gonna agree with you there straight up. Any any initial L ball, you know it's just getting way too much hype. You already know. Yes, I. In case you didn't, in case you're confused, uh, listeners, viewers. So I wrote down L ball on my piece of paper here, not specifically to any which ball brother. I just put L ball. Um, not any to every one of them. Um, I, I gotta say, um, I half agree with you, but I feel like Lamelo so far uh, is deserving the hype he's getting. Okay. I think fair enough. Fair enough. I think of the three brothers, he is the one that should be talked about the most because I think he's, he's the best prodigy child. He's he's I think like off the three brothers, he he is the one if anyone. He's the best player. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think Lamelo, you know, he does draw a lot of Lonzo comparisons. Um, you know, especially surrounding his jump shot. You know, his little unorthodox form, but I think he's a much different player than Lonzo. To be honest, um, 
I think he's a better passer off the bat. He's a better, he's a much better finisher. It's not even close to when Lonzo entered the league. That was Lonzo's biggest weakness and just one of Lamelo's biggest strengths. And he's a good shooter. Yeah, I think he's a much more consistent shooter than Lonzo. And, you know, I think he'll have more success right off the bat. Yeah, I totally agree. The only thing being criticized about this kid right now is his shooting form and how it how it can be compared to Lonzo. But you know what? If, if it's hey, going in, if, if it's it going works, in, if it works, it totally. works. Totally. Yeah. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Yep. Anybody other than L Ball, that's overrated. Of course. <laughs> Draymond Green. Draymond Green. He's a great great smack talker. He's a great bully, but absolutely the worst basketball player. Jeez, wow. Okay, okay. Without without his former teammates, when they were injured, both Thompson and uh, Steph, this dude averaged nine points, seven rebounds, and five assists. So he is nothing without without his teammates. That's 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 almost a double-double, though. Come on. Oh, get out of here. (laughs) That's only because he got, like, 30 minutes a game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if you're a glue guy and glue you, you're gluing together is, you know, like, oh, what what, is, what does he have, really? Eric Pichal, you know, Wiggins for half a year, and, you know, you, I can't even name any other players, man, I'm be honest. Yeah, I mean, um, Kevin Looney? All together there, you know? But is that his job? He holds the team together? Yeah, he's definitely the core of that team, you know? I doubt that. He's the most active defender. He's the best defender on that team. He can guard one to five. No, Draymond is definitely in a different league than Clay, defensively. That's a hot take. take. But anyways. Um, I got a couple overhyped players. I don't know. Okay, I don't know... Who's is necessarily overrated? I just I think Lakers fans have them like equally rated, but then like the national media like is confused by Kuz because they think he's great because LeBron kept him and he didn't trade him to New Orleans. Um, great. Rudy Gobert, and I'm not saying this because of COVID. I I really do like I was saying this before COVID, where it's like this guy is like. You can get whatever you're paying, especially now with the extension, because he got like the $200 million extension. You can get Rudy Gobert's production in two guys that's worth half of what you're paying Gobert. So he's not necessarily overrated, just overpaid. Sure, but it's just like you, you can get like, I don't know. I just feel like you can get that value from a big demon like elsewhere. I okay. Just feel, I just feel like you can find that somewhere else. Um, I wanted to put this out. Paul George, by the way. Paul George, overrated. I wanted to put this out there as well. Is Tyler Hero even the best white guy on the Miami Heat? Yes. I think so. Is it because he has a Jack Harlow song named after him? I mean, he what? does have good tendencies, but that's that's not why. No. I'm not saying I think he's overrated. I just wanted to throw that out there just to see how you guys feel about Hero. Or maybe Duncan Robinson's better. Just to put that They're out there. They're but I think Hero's just better. All right. He, he's more clutch. I think Hero's a better defender as well. All right. All right. That's fair. Totally fair. Um, Underhyped players. 
Who are some who who are some underhyped players that need to get love heading into this season? I have to go last on this one. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll start it. I'm going to say Van Fleet. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Demontis Sabonis. Yep. I think that dude's underrated. I think he's underappreciated. Puts up a double double every game. He's I love big white guys from Gonzaga, so you know Sabonis gets my uh, my love there. Um. Uh, I don't want to say Damian Lillard. I don't know if we yeah. appreciate Lillard enough. I I don't know. I we do. do. I like that. We do. Okay, because I mean, we do. No, I like I like that you think he's underrated because he is. He doesn't get enough appreciation at all, and the fact he plays in Portland really doesn't help his case. But either way, I think he should be appreciated more. He's one of the most clutch shooters, if not the best shooter I've like I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like I put him in the conversation with Curry and Ray Allen. And Ray Allen as like top three point shooters in the 2000s since I've been alive. Um, another guy, and then I have two other guys, Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Okay. I think he's underrated. I think he's underappreciated for how good and how dynamic he is as a player. Um, as well as Jalen Brown in Boston. I think the Celtics are, Tatum's the best player on the Celtics, but I think Brown has a lot to do with their success just because of how versatile he is on the court and how he can play. kind of, He's a very good two-way player. He kind of reminds me of... He's like a, a poor man's Kawhi, in a way. In a way. All he, right. All right. Fuji, do you got yeah. any underappreciated, under, uh, you know, underrated players heading into this year? Yeah, my biggest one is going to be Victor Oladipo. Ooh. Um, I think we could definitely see him on the move this free agency, and I think it's going to come out of nowhere to people. Um, you know, he's an all-star player. He's healthy now. He just came back from an injury. You know, he barely came back from it from playoffs. He wasn't, you know, in full form. We didn't really see like him at a hundred percent. Um, I think it could have helped, definitely could have helped them in the series against Miami. Um, another guy I'm looking at, I think John Wall, definitely and DeMarcus Cousins. They're both healthy. And I think the two of them, great duo. And, you know, I think Houston, you know, I think Houston, generally just Houston's going to be huge this season, even without Harden. Okay. Christian Wood, another player that's really slept on as well. All right. All right. I like that. I like the, I like the sounds of that. Armin, uh, you said you wanted to go last. Who is an um, underappreciated player? Yeah. Um, none of you are going to like this, but I think um, I'm going to go with the bubble beast, EJ Warren. Um, he's my, he's my underappreciated player. Uh, but before, before you roll your eyes, let me just tell you why. I mean, this dude averaged like 35 points, six rebounds. He was shooting 60.5% up until he faced Butler, of course. Um, but you know what? Um, I think this dude is not recognized enough and he's not being paid enough. Um, you were you were talking about uh, who were you talking about who got eighty million, Ian earlier? Uh, Van Fleet. Yeah, no, 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 not Van Fleet. Um, you were talking about oh, Davis Bertans. Yes, and if he deserves eighty million, I mean, come on, we're paying TJ forty-seven million. That's nothing, and he he's definitely more valuable. And well, that, that's, on, that, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on, TJ Warren is more valuable to the Pacers than Dallas Bertans is to the Wizards. That is my take. Hmm. 
you, that you, should be the that should be your caption, Ian. That's gotta be yeah. There you go. There's your uh, YouTube thumbnail caption. That's my take. When you I think he's highly underappreciated and underpaid. Here's the thing. You you, you said when you started uh, a bubble beast, um, mm -hmm. and you didn't mention Damian Lillard uh, and the you know Devin Booker. Booker because Dane, Dane gets his bag. Dane gets his money. And he gets love from his fans. Even though you guys just said he doesn't. TJ Warren, on the other hand, we, nobody ever talks about TJ Warren. I don't think many people know TJ Warren exists, if I'm being honest. Yeah, totally. And this, this guy was shooting 60% from the field. In one, in like a, what, 10 games? That's, uh, not, a, that's not that big of a, uh, there's not a lot of games to work with there. If you said 100 games, okay. He should. Well, he wasn't as appreciated. Do right. I mean, yeah. which player had hundred games of like great games consecutively? Probably Jordan. Probably, MJ. yeah. LeBron's probably had something like that. All right. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. All right. So, so right. two goals. TJ Warren was on the Phoenix Suns at twenty-seven points a game, and then he was traded to Indiana for cash considerations. There's something wrong with the guy. <laughs> I don't think he gets tossed around. I don't know if he's if there's something wrong with him. I just don't think he's underappreciated. Like he he's not even a top three guy. Is he is he a top three guy in Indiana? Because you have like Oladipo, you have Sabonis, um, Brogdon, oh. Turner, Turner, and then Warren. No, I I would put Warren three. I put him at four. That's Interesting. Four. We have a. Uh... A divided group here. Like I don't even, yeah, I don't even know if Warren's like a top three pacer. Anyways, um, hey, he's he's still he's still twenty seven. Time only time will tell. You never know. Um, let's talk about our teams. We're gonna go to our least favorite teams. Now these are not teams like the Clippers that we hate personally. These are just teams that we are not excited for, not really thrilled for heading into next season. Uh, Scott, if you have a team that you're not looking forward to next year, go for it. Yeah, I don't like the Rockets. I don't like their culture. It's a it's a hard and real culture there. I am just not a fan, and the the organization just seems very disorganized. And the fact they lost Westbrook for I mean, obviously they they got Wall in a first round pick back, which is good. It's nothing wrong with that. I just don't like the culture. I don't think it's gonna work down in H Town. So, um, I don't like the Rockets. I've never really loved the Rockets. They've just never been my team anyways, but I think this year it's going to be extra noticeable, especially with the whole Harden debacle about, like, yeah. It just, right. It's not yeah. a good situation. I think that's a fair take, Scott. I think that's a fair take. And you know what? I was watching a, a video today about uh, Harden. Um, just some uh, highlights from his uh, first season plays with the, uh, yeah. uh, with, with the Rockets. And... Yeah. He, he was totally different when he first came to Houston, right? He was, like, this playmaker guy who wasn't selfish with the ball at all. Um, he would dribble in, he would pass it out, dish it out, and then uh, finish, like, basically all everything he did, but he would haul the ball less, more team play than uh, instead of just Harden handling the ball, uh, doing his thing, and then shooting it, step back, fade away. Um, and you know what? That guy looked, uh, like so much more uh, valuable player than who he is now. So I, I have to agree with you that Harden has evolved into a better scorer, but 
maybe a more toxic teammate for the team. I would agree with that. that. Yep, that's a good call. But in my opinion, it's always fun to just watch him do what he does. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Armin Fuji teams, you're not really thrilled on in this upcoming season. Detroit. Definitely Detroit. Um, They have really no plan. Um, They lost, you know, I don't know what their plan is, honestly. They lost Christian Wood, who is their best young player. Um, You know, they're keeping around Blake Griffin. They're not really looking to move him at all. Um, Even though you could probably get something better, they lost Andre Drummond. They, they, well, they moved Andre Drummond, which was your best player. And, you know, they're just keeping around veterans, you know, like Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, and they're not, they don't have any, like, really good young players. Scott, you, uh, I see you on two screens, Scott. Yeah, you got, you got double, double action going on here, Scott. Here, um, I got it. Weird. I got it. Yeah, uh, there yeah. we go. No, um, here we go. Go, yeah. go ahead. You know what? I, I agree. They should just uh, close down the whole franchise, actually. It's just not working. What about... Le- what about Leandro? What happened there? He didn't play a single preseason game. They must have known that he was sucked when he showed up. <laughs> they, yeah. Um, Armin, is there a team that you're not too thrilled with? Um, you know what? I'm just not excited to see the Warriors play this year. Um, and not like I am any year. It's just, I, I don't like watching their games. I, I It does not give me joy to watch the Warriors play. But don't you have a Warriors shirt? <laughs> Aren't you a fan? <laughs> wow, thanks, Scott. Um, You're the, welcome. No, well, the funny thing is that I think, like, Houston's actually a lot worse to watch play than Golden State, but whatever. Um, I think Golden State's a lot more fun. They they yeah. move the ball better. Yeah, yeah. they're a better ball moving team. Better, better team chemistry too, and like they just work, like they work each other, work with each other really well. Um, um, I'm gonna say a team that I really don't like are the Bulls. Okay. I, I, I really didn't like. I didn't like their draft. I, I they signed Billy Donovan as their head coach, and he's fine. But yeah, oh, yes, there, there were some uh, technical errors. Okay, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sorry say. about that, guys. Whatever you say. Um, I was just saying how I, I'm not big on the Bulls this upcoming season. I didn't like their draft. I, 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 Billy Donovan's okay. He's not a great coach. He's a, okay. He's a fine coach. He's like the C-plus coach that you hire in 2K in my GM. Um, did he win coach of the year? Did he? I don't know. He might have. I could be completely wrong. Um, maybe one year with Westbrook and uh, what's his name? Um, Durant, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I I mean Zach Levine's going through his Devin Booker phase of where the team's ass, but he's actually good. Um, I like Kobe White. I don't mind marketing. I like Kobe White. Uh, I think there are some pieces there. I just think there's. I, I think the Bulls are gonna be the worst team in the NBA this year. I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better with them. Uh, I don't. I I mean they got rid of Jim Bolin, who if you see him, if you watch like clips of him on YouTube and just how awful of a coach he actually was. Uh, it, it's quite funny. So maybe Donovan will be a step up from that. But the Bulls, I don't really like as a team. Uh, I'm going to also say the Hornets. They give me fake contender vibes. They give me, like, we're trying really hard, but we're actually awful uh, type of, you know, feelings. 
I, I don't know. Again, I think there are some pieces there. I'm not big on the mellow, and maybe that's because I've already been burned once with Lonzo. I was a big Lonzo guy, and I just, I don't know, I have to wait to see him with Lamelo in the regular season. Uh, Devontae Graham yeah. might be good. Yeah. I think it will continue to get better. Um, yeah. and, uh, and Sacramento. I'm going to also say Sacramento. Uh, Shitty City. When do we ever, when do we ever get excited to watch Sacramento again? Very, I'm, I'm sure most of their fans are pretty apathetic at this point. Um, so, so yeah, Sacramento. Uh, teams that we are excited to watch this upcoming season. They, not your favorite team, just a team that we're looking forward to watching. You know, Lakers, Houston. Um, I'm really excited to see the Nets as well. I think they have a lot of good players coming off the bench. And I think Kyrie will play better. I think, you know, he is pretty cool with Kevin Durant. I think he'll play better. Um, you know, regardless of how it goes, it'll be funny, funny or fun to watch. And, um, yeah, definitely want to see KD back in action again. You think he's going to burn his sage after every game or before? During. During. <laughs> While he's on the bench, Kyrie is burning sage, and then he just tosses it to the opposing bench, and it's like, hey, dude, right. you can't be doing this. It's like, no, no, dude, I'm just cleansing, like, the bad vibes in here, man. Yeah, Ky Kyrie is really the Kanye West of the NBA. <laughs> can't really argue Fair with enough. that. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I'm excited to watch more of Luca. I'm, I I want to see Luca do great things. All right, all right. And Kristaps, poor thing, God. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Him. I, I, I love feel, my European players. Dallas is basically Team Europe. No cap. Their their new gold jerseys are ugly. I will say that they have awful gold jerseys. <laughs> that yeah, hopefully they don't wear them that often. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, Scott, I like, he, the heat. I like the Heat. I think they kept most of the I, I love the Heat's jerseys. Are we still talking jerseys? No, well, okay. The, yeah, the, the Miami Vice jerseys are unreal. The black and the blue, and there's like the... the How about the uh, pink-blue like, pink one? Like the, yeah, that one's really good, too. Um, but the, their team is awesome. I think, yeah, Drogic, Hero, Butler, Robinson. Adam, I, I'm a huge BAM guy. Um, so, yeah, watch out for the Heat are looking good. And they, they might, you know, it could be another Heat-Lakers... Um, NBA Finals. It could be. I'm just that's my thought right now. So, uh, I'm gonna say my team that I'm looking forward to watching next year is the Toronto Raptors. Sorry, the Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, I, I just think they have really good chemistry. I like Nick Nurse as a coach. Is it because he wears glasses? Partially, yes. I am a sucker for guys who wear glasses. Um, but I, I just think that. Siakam and Van Vliet will take steps up this year, as well as OG, uh, Boucher. Um, I, I like the Bain signing. I, I, this team has the possibility to be number one in the East. Don't don't sleep on the Raptors. Like, the Raptors have a really good chance to get back to the finals. I don't know if they'll win it, but I think they'll have a really good season this year, and I'm excited to watch them play. The Tampa Bay effect is going to be fascinating because that's part of the Raptors' Thing is having the home court advantage, and they just don't have that this year, unfortunately. But well, no, no, no team will really have that because again, you're not allowed fans in a lot of stadiums. So well, they're allowed to have like 3,200 people or 3,800 people in their arena in Tampa. Oh, you know, a lot of snowbirds do go to the Florida area, and that includes Tampa Bay and Toronto. There's a lot of Jays fans down there because their farm systems in Dunedin. So 
Um, you never know. Maybe maybe they'll get some Raptors fans. It'll get loud as it can for a, like a third capacity in a stadium. But we'll see. See how it goes. All right. Um, also, I didn't have this on the agenda, but MVP picks. Um, who do we like as an MVP this year? I'm going to assume, Armin, you're, you're going to take Luca. You think Luca's going to win MVP this year because you like big Europeans. Um, uh, I do I do like my Europeans, yes. Uh, Luca is one of my MVP candidates for sure. Uh, Scott, do you have an MVP candidate or a guy you like winning the MVP this year? Hard to sleep on Giannis again. Again, if he's still in his prime, he's young. Like if he does, he could do very well. Do it again, he could win the MVP. And I could all, you know, you could argue for like six or seven guys here. Uh, Dame, you know, LeBron as well. I just think it's Giannis's kind of time to do it, and I think he'll do it again back to back. Fuji, MV, who's winning the MVP this year? My hot take is going to be Kevin Durant. Ooh, that is a hot take. But is he very healthy? I'm assuming he's very healthy. He's sat out the entire year. I mean, yeah, but he just came off an injury. It's it's hard to say that. Watch him get injured in the first game. He did come back. He played what lengthy minutes means, you know, that he thinks he's healthy. Staff thinks he's healthy. Maybe. You know, they they were talking they were talking about last year. I, I kinda I seem to remember the end of last season where they were saying, you know, oh, if, uh, you know, Brooklyn made the playoffs or whatever, he might be able to play. Now, I don't know yeah. if there was any, I don't know if there's anything concrete or who knows how real any of it was if they were just putting, you know, throwing smoke out. But I, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be good. I like that as a value pick, by the way. If you're going to, you know, sprinkle some money on uh, some, you know, MVP betting, maybe look at the rant. Uh, my hot take, I'm going to say LeBron wins the MVP this year. I'm going to say LeBron, uh, just goes off. He's got, even though he's got a better team, I think that helps his chances. He was focusing more on assists last year. I, I kind of think he'll want to score more this year. Maybe he'll be the assist guy. Maybe he'll want to be contributing as well, but I'm going to go with LeBron winning the MVP, uh, in 2020. I think that's fair. That's a good take. I like that. Uh, that is a good take because... When you think, why should LeBron get the MVP? Well, why shouldn't he? We're running out of reasons to, like, not why we shouldn't give the, this, the MVP to this guy. He's just absolutely great. So, yeah. it'll be interesting yeah. to see. Maybe him and uh, AD are going to, you know, split votes, too. Who knows? Um, yeah. That could be really interesting. All right. Yep. Uh, playoff and championship pick. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw a bunch of teams at you, and I'm going to ask you if you think these teams are playoff teams. Uh, we didn't talk about them. The New Orleans Pelicans with Zion. Are they a playoff team? Not this year, next year. Okay. 2022, they'll make the playoffs. 2022. Sure. Uh, yep. Armin Fuji, you're on the same boat? I don't think they're a playoff team this year. Um, I think it depends. Mostly on Brandon Ingram or if Lonzo Ball. Bounces back in this bubble. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Playoff team? Yep, playoff team. Yeah. Uh, Memphis. Nope. With Giamara. Nope. I think no. Not this year. Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young and the recently signed Rondo. Are they a playoff team? I think they are. I think they also got... They also have Bogdan Bogdanovich, and they also signed Danilo Gallinari. 
And now our championship picks. Armin and Fuji, I'll start with you guys. Who's take, who's winning the champ who's coming out of the East and who's coming out of the West and who's winning the finals? I think it's Lakers Raptors. I think that's the fair take. I think that's the fair take. Uh, I definitely think uh, the Lakers will uh, come out the West. I think it's too soon to say who's going to come out the East. It just looks so complicated right now. Um, I think it, we need to be like a couple more weeks into the season to be able to say anything. Okay. <laughs> um, I say the Lakers heat for me. Um, I think it's going to be rematch of last year's finals. And if it's not the heat, then like Armin said, there's a bunch of teams that it could be. Um, but I'm thinking the Heat are gonna persevere and they're gonna go back to go back to back at least out of the East. I don't think they'll win, but they'll yeah, they'll be there again. I'm obviously taking the Lakers out of the West. I'm wearing the hat. I'm wearing the championship shirt. It would be stupid if I didn't say the Lakers were coming out of the West. I have the Boston Celtics though coming out of the Eastern Conference. I'm gonna say the Lakers play the Celtics in the finals. Um, I'm gonna guess that there's gonna be. 50% capacity at each arena. Hopefully we can get fans back in with some vaccines. That's kind of my hope. And I'm picking the Lakers to go back-to-back back so that Fuji and I can wear these or wear our gear, and then we can have our celebration on top of the Chief. Oh, yeah. That That's what I got in, you know, happening in 2021. You know, if Lakers repeat, I'll, I'll come hike the Chief with you guys. You're going to drink champagne and smoke Yeah, pick up another bottle for me, too. No, okay, no, don't buy your own stuff. Um, any other final thoughts, takeaways, stuff you got to get off your chest before we end a pod, guys? Um, yeah, you want to go go ahead? Yeah, uh, what move would you like to see in this offseason? Well, what, what move would you like to see teams make this season? Good question. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it has to be something with San Antonio, whether it's Aldridge or DeRozan. I, I don't know who goes where or what. I really like the Spurs. I want to root for the Spurs. I like Pop. I like their guards. Um, I think Pop does a really good job of building around the team's strengths and make, trying to make them as competitive as possible. Uh, I just think they're going to be way overcrowded. Like, I, don't know if the, I don't think the Spurs are a playoff team. And I'm sure they're going to try and sell assets as much as they can. Uh, whether that's the Rose and Aldridge, maybe one of their guards, who knows. But I'm going to say uh, the Spurs move a star of some kind. Yeah, I'd say so too. Um, definitely, I'd like to see DeRozan move. Back um, to Toronto. Back to Toronto. Yeah. I would love to see that, actually. I think it makes great sense. Um, another spot he could end up in is on the Clippers, actually, I think. You know, the Clippers love their guys who can flex between the two and four. And, you know, DeRozan fits that. Um, um, I would like to see... I'd like to see Houston uh, keep a beard, keep John Wall, and acquire a strong center, and really shoot for it for this year. You know, like DeMarcus Cousins? Or Christian Wood? Uh, you know what? DeMarcus Cousins is just not it for me. No. It's the boogie for Armin. But boogie is not it for me. Boogie's not it. 
I like. I mean, I like the Blazers. I love Dame. I love CJ. Carmelo still there. Um, they just signed Ennis Conter, and they don't. They still have a uh, Whiteside. I think his name is. Yeah, yeah, they have a good team. I, I like the Blazers lineup, and I think they'll, they'll do some damage in the West. I'm thinking top four in the Western Conference, at least. So, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, um, do, you th- do you think the Blazers go and get somebody else? Do you think they add one more piece? That's I hard to can. say. You could definitely get my white side moved around. I think you could. Yeah, like, move, get, get a better... A better guy at the four or five spot. I'd love to see Whiteside go to Houston. Yeah. That that would be a great move for Houston. Um, you know, with Portland, they've been talking about like the Kevin Love trade. Like Kevin Love to Portland just seems like a really good fit since he's from the yeah. area. Um, I, I I don't know if it'll actually happen for once, but just food for thought. Um, yeah. Any any other thoughts takeaways? Where's Harden landing? You know, he is, he probably is going to get traded. Where is he landing? And who do you think has the best package for him? Oh, um, I, I love to fuck around with the ESPN trade machine. Uh, I don't know if you do that, Pooji or Arvin, in your, or you, Scott. I love if, that, man. If you just fuck around in your spare time with the ESPN trade machine. I had one here that was really good, but I hope I didn't delete it. Um... So I think I had Harden going to Charlotte, but you guys talk. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, never mind. So yeah, I uh, I have on here. Uh, Charlotte acquires James Harden in exchange for Terry Rozier, uh, Cody Zeller, and Lamelo Ball. That's that was my uh, <laughs> trade successful. I don't know. Yeah, that really depends on what Charlotte's trying to. I, I see it. It's it really depends on what they're trying to do this year, right? They they have all these uh, young players, and they they're definitely not trying to win this year. They're they're not trying to win anytime soon. They're just uh, developing these players, um, acquire more skill along the way, and it would be changing their whole direction if they acquired Harden. Oh, I don't think this trade's ever going to happen. I just love to fuck around and just, like, figure out what right. kind of trades, like, can right. happen. Like, yeah, I, that, that, I, I just want to... That didn't seem very uh, serious. I, I want to see how I can get Giannis onto the Lakers and how, like, ridiculous, <laughs> like, a three- or four-team trade would be to get Giannis onto the Lakers. <laughs> I thought I was already on the Lakers. God. Um... <laughs> And, and yeah. a, 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 seri- a, a serious spot, Harden probably goes to Brooklyn. I, 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 uh, Brooklyn just does like a KG Paul Piercing where we'll give you our entire franchise's future for one guy. They do like those deals. Any- um, yeah, I, I think that would be the best for both parties. I think Nets try and go into a win-now mode. And then Houston also gets a lot of good players. You know, they're likely to get Spencer Dinwiddie. They're likely to get um, Karis LeVert in that deal. Good young players that can also provide, you know, in the starting lineup or off the bench. You know, they could also potentially even get Jared Allen. Depends how much the Nets are willing to give up. I think that is the, um, the best one you can go for. But if you really do want to play it safe, I think you could also go with Golden State. Acquiring, you know, Andrew Wiggins. Um, Eric Bashal and you know draft picks. You'll have a lot. You could get lots of draft picks from the Warriors right now. I wonder how much Harden would hate that if Harden went to the Warriors. 
Uh, yeah, it'd be an interesting move. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know what I would think of that. Um, but I would like to say something. If the uh, is the Nets thing, uh, the Nets uh, rocket straight is is that going to happen? Is it is that is it talked about or are we just, just like talked about? Where you, where you you talked about currently that Harden has made available right are Golden State, Houston. Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, and Miami. Right. Uh, I mean, if he really wants to go there, there's nothing to stop him. Um, he 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 has been wanting to go for two, three years now. Um, but the thing is, where, where do you put him? Which coach do you put him under? Uh, and you you really need to change everything to be able to play with this guy because he he is so much different than any other player in the league and that is not necessarily a good thing true Interesting. Um, i'd like to talk about the nets i don't believe that kd is fully healthy and he is able to carry the nets to the playoffs or or he, he, they will you know they will make it to the playoffs obviously but um they, they will not be a uh contender they will not be a serious contender for the finals. Um, I mean, KD just came off this serious injury. He he uh, tore his Achilles, and it that's a very serious injury. And and I don't think we can rely on this guy uh, to carry the team. And we definitely cannot rely on Kyrie. We've seen that in the Celtics. Um, the guy's not a leader. He cannot shoulder uh, a team himself. So I really think that the Nets are. Uh, overhyped right now. Um, a lot of people um, have put the Nets uh, in their bracket for uh, making it to the finals, at least, if not winning the chip. And I think that's bogus. I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't see it happening. I, I, have the Nets, I have the Nets finishing sixth in the East this year. If you're really ambitious, you can throw some money on Brooklyn to win up, like, why not? They got pretty good odds. Like it's it's a long shot, but why not throw a little money on it and maybe something will happen on making the finals. I might as well bet on a dead horse. I I <laughs> I no. Here's the thing. I believe in Durant. I think Durant. You know, I trust Durant. It Kyrie. That's like yeah. You just uh, when you got somebody like him on it's. I don't know. When you got Kyrie, it's a bit concerning. When Kyrie buys in, he is. You know, a top five point guard. I think when he doesn't buy in, you know, he gets lofty. He doesn't try on defense. Um, he, you know, he tries to look more for for himself. But you can see when he started in Boston before he got injured, he was looking like an MVP candidate. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, he was averaging nearly ten assists a game. He was scoring over 20, 24, 25 a game as well uh, before he did get hurt. And then you know. His ego got the best of him when people said, you know, Jason Tatum was doing all the heavy lifting and they made the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. They didn't need him. Um, I think it hurt his ego, definitely, even though he likes to say that he's egoless. Um, you know. He's a very emotional player. I think if he buys in, I think I think if Kyrie's bought into it, I think the Nets are a top four lock. I I don't – it's the Steve, the Steve Nash kind of – Hiring was weird as well, because I mean Nash is never. I don't think it's a bad hire. I liked it personally. I think Nash will be gone before Durant or Kyrie will be. 
Like I, I, just, I, I just think the players have so much leverage. He'll just get a new coach if this doesn't work out. They already got uh, what's they already got the last coach fired, who I can't remember his name off the top of my head right Kenny now. Kenny Atkinson. Kenny Atkinson. They already got him fired, so they might as well fire another one if they have so much leverage because Brooklyn's invested so much in those two players. I th- I think the Nash deal makes the most sense to be honest because I think um, Kyrie can have a coach that he can be that can be um. Much he can be much more impressionable with you know he can Kyrie's voice can be heard more since Nash is new to the coaching thing, um, you know people were like why didn't they get Teron Lu I don't think Kyrie wants Teron Lu around, um, I don't think he wants some of these other you know big figure coaches I think Kyrie wants to be really innovative I think he wants to have his mind heard and you know I think Durant wants what Kyrie generally wants what Kyrie wants uh, I think he wants Kyrie to be happy and bought into it. Uh, they had the weird, like, weird Instagram live thing or whatever a few days ago where Kyrie was spewing off a bunch of stuff and then Durant, you know, it's like if you work in retail or you work in services and you got the weird guy who's coming up, you know, talking to you with conspiracy theories and then you're just like, oh yeah, sure man, yeah, whatever you say, cool, yeah, well, you know, we'll see how it goes, who knows, none of us really do, you know, you know, we'll just, you know, take one day at a time. That was my vibe with Durant and Kyrie. Yeah. Um, it, it, maybe six is you know, and East is too ambitious for them. But I, I, they're not, they're not going to win the championship, and I, I, I just don't see it working out. Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's the podcast. Uh, we're gonna call it a wraps there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are on YouTube. This will be on a uh, a YouTube video. Uh, that will not be. I'll have to edit the fidget spinner out now. Uh, please give us a, a sub on YouTube. Like this video. Uh, we're on Instagram. Armin wants us to get to 350 followers by Jan 1. So please tell your friends. Go follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram because we're going to be uh, having merch giveaways, guys. We are. We, ha- we are. We totally are. We are. Uh, <laughs> our marketing manager said so. Um no, but uh, please, you know, Ron's better than marketing manager, marketing director. He, Armin's the marketing. I like director better. Okay, Armin's the director. Market. Armin watched Wolf of Wall Street once, and he thinks he knows. The <laughs> All right, that's essentially what Armin is. Uh, listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Give us a sub on YouTube. Give us a like. Uh, please tell your friends. Thank you very much to Scott, Armin, and Fuji for appearing on the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. We'll do this again soon. Uh, Go Lakers! And uh, we'll chat later.